comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from remote galaxies are some of the most sinister podcasters of all time the long box of doom dedicated to a single objective the conquest of the comic book universe Hey everybody, Jim Dietz here from the HHWLOD Network. Uh, we were lucky enough to have uh, Rich the Chub Toad Sheldon on the scene of C2E2 this year, uh, last uh, weekend, and uh, he was lucky enough to record in full the uh, Secret Wars Last Days panel. Now this is a panel that includes Mr. Al Ewing, Dennis Hopeless, Dan Slott, Charles Soule, uh, quite a lot of the heavy hitters there at Marvel. Uh, so it was a, a rare treat. Of course, because it's recorded at a convention, the audio quality isn't um, quite um, what, what we'd like it to be, but it's definitely listenable. It's definitely not uh, going to cause you to rip your earbuds out and strain in pain. So uh, here it is, the uh, Secret Wars Last Days panel from C2E2 this year. Enjoy. Um, 
if that's one of the coolest things about being an editor coming to these is, is getting to meet these young artists. I, in Chicago, it was probably Chicago, I think, nine years ago that I believe I gave uh, Ryan Stegman here yeah. a portfolio review. Ryan, you want to tell them how that went? Uh, neither of us were very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick looked very upset that he had to do it, and uh, I felt like I had just missed my chance to talk to Tom Greenberg, so. <laughs> He, they switched out right before it was my turn, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> well, I think it was probably my first or second year as an assistant editor right. at Marvel, and so I do nothing other than like everything, uh, being a fan for years and studying art and that sort of thing, but I certainly did not have a ton of experience. So I apologize to Ryan regularly about the probably horrible advice I gave him. Yeah, look where they're going to be up. Anyway, so here's John Moisen. But we're here to talk about, amongst other things, the last days. The Marvel Universe is on the verge of destruction. What will our heroes do with their final hours before it all ends? Before a new chapter can begin, this one must end. One of my favorite last day stories coming up are the last days of Ms. Marvel. Who's reading Ms. Marvel here? Go out and get it. We just got a bunch of uh, Eisner. The Eisner nominations were just announced this week, and Ms. Marvel got a ton of them. I know G. Willow Wilson writes it, got nominated for Best Writer. The book got nominated for, for Best New Series, I believe. Uh, Adrian Alcona, who draws it, got nominated for Best Artist. Um, Kamala Khan is Ms. Marvel. She's an incredible new character, uh, one of our best new characters in decades. Uh, and she will have a really cool last day story leading up to Secret Wars. It is by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona with covers by Chris Anka, like that amazing cover right there. Now, have people been reading uh, Avengers and New Avengers? So, do we know what Secret Wars is, or do I need to explain that? Okay, I'm going to explain it just briefly. So, for the last several years in Avengers and New Avengers, we've been learning that the multiverse has been uh, basically under great stress as worlds would be mashing together in what we call incursions, and only one world would come out of it alive. And this has been happening over the last couple of years in Jonathan Hickman's Avengers books. Uh, they've been incredible, and it has all been leading to Secret Wars. And in Secret Wars number one, which comes out in a couple of weeks, uh, you are gonna see the last two existing Earths in the multiverse. The last two universes mashing together as the Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Universe collide in one of the craziest issues of comics I've ever read. Um, but so what's going to happen is, because of this heaven, it has effects all over the Marvel Universe. No character is untouched by what's going on. And so you'll see that Jersey City and Ms. Marvel are affected in a very unique way in a very Ms. Marvel story. Um, Jake Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> also coming with a last day story is Magneto by Cullen Bunn, Paul Davidson, with covers by David Yarden. Now, that character on the, on the cover on the right, who can tell me who that is? Superman! Superman! <laughs> now, Superman is one of my favorite X-Men villains of all time, and I, that's how I hear his voice in my head, so I know I'm particularly looking forward to the story. Uh, 
Also coming up with Last Day's Story is Black Widow. Who's reading Black Widow out there? Yes. That is another book that you need to pick up. But the first thing, three, two or three trades of their one are out. Uh, Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto are both doing the work of their careers on this. And Phil Noto just got recognized as uh, in the uh, in the Eisner's for Best Cover Artist, I believe. Uh, he's incredible. You can tell even just from that beautiful, <coughs> simple cover. Jay, can you give us a little information on what that uh, Black Widow storyline is? I certainly can. Um, one of the things that Nathan uh, has been very interested in with this Black Widow run is um, Black Widow's sort of guilt who, over who she is and what she's done. Uh, and it's something I feel like I'm very hot. Uh, <laughs> just in appearance, not uh, on the mic. Um, but, uh, so he's really invested in finding out this sort of history of Natasha. And uh, it's all culminated to this last day story. Uh, in this last day story, Nathan uh, wants to both uh, uh, look at where Natasha is in the present, which is in a very bad place if you know what's going on uh, in Secret Wars, and the fact that these stories are called Last Days, uh, things look very bleak. But uh, he's also going back to the very beginning of Natasha's story, and his idea is he wanted to find the worst thing that Natasha ever did during her Red Room days. The thing that has haunted her uh, and made her the, the person that she is ever since. And so, uh, let's see if I can make this not be terrible. Uh, so it is a story that is going to be incredibly uh, emotional. Uh, it's going to be really instrumental to understanding uh, uh, sort of who Natasha is. It's going to be very exciting because it's, it's this like last days. There's never been a bigger, brighter, crazier ticking clock in the Marvel Universe. And uh, he is writing it explicitly for Phil, which he's done in his whole arc, but here he is really... Okay, can we actually turn the mic down and pull closer to you? Because I think that's part of what's going on. That's not better. He's going to turn it down, and now he's going to pull it closer. I see. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, so what he's doing here with Phil is giving Phil some of the most incredibly beautiful, stunningly heartbreaking things Phil will have drawn on this run. I've rarely ever been more excited to see an issue come together than these two issues of Black Widow. It's going to be stunning. Uh, I, I can't wait. Awesome. Thank you. We also have Last Day's Story of the Punisher by Nathan Edmondson with Mitch Jarrett on art. Jake, can you talk us through those two since you're editing that book too? I will, sure. Uh, again, uh, Nathan's pushing Punisher as hard as he can. This is just going to be, you know, Nathan's story. Anybody out there reading Punisher? You've been Punisher? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Nathan's been telling this very sort of uh, uh, long-form story with Punisher and watching Punisher come up against these forces that are just getting bigger and crazier and harder to deal with. Uh, and that's all going to come to a head in issue 18. Like, he's been building up to issue 17 and 18, his whole run. Uh, it's going to be, I think, a very cathartic, a very fascinating moment for Frank and, and for Punisher fans. And so when I talked to him about these last two uh, issues, uh, these in the days issues in 19 and 20, he said, you know, world's ending, what are we gonna do with Frank? And uh, Nathan's response was, we're gonna have him kill a ton of people. <laughs> so uh, these last two issues, Nathan's let loose. Uh, he told Mitch, he's like, this is it. 
we've had Punisher be very measured, be very sort of methodical in, in his run so far. These last two issues are going to be balls to the wall, crazy Punisher action. It's going to be awesome. We've also got the last days of Captain America and the Mighty Avengers in issues 8 and 9, written by our friend Al Ewing here with art by Luke Ross. Uh, Al, can you talk about what you're doing in that story? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to break as many hearts as possible. Um, how many hands up who's reading Mighty Avengers? So yeah, basically, um, issue issue eight is kind of revolving around the um, the last sort of months, the last the kind of eight month gap. The uh, what brought them to that scene in New Avengers, where they they jumped out of that helicopter and started like mixing it up with the other Avengers things, and just generally uh, the reactions to kind of the news that this is happening and sort of how deal with it. And then issue nine is the last hours, the final hours. What do what do these guys do in in the last hours? And they're all they're all very different people. They've all got different responses. Um, and, and I wanted to include I wanted to make sure include not just the field team, not just the guys with the superpowers, but like include um, the regular people, the old money Avengers, the, the the phone operators, and the kind of and the people who normal the normal ordinary people who just lend, lend their hands and turn up and do what they can. And it's like it's it's kind of the story. Of what like all the ordinary people in New York do, like in that last, in that last, on those last days, in that last moment, and um, to to kind of drive that home a little, we end with the most exciting mighty Avenger of all, you. So this this is a comic that will actually have you in it. Did you um, know you were all Avengers? You've got membership cards and everything. You're all mighty Avengers now. Uh, everyone's an Avenger. Everyone in this room is an Avenger. Up to your seat. It's your Avengers membership. You're an Avenger. Yeah. So everyone's an Avenger. And the world time is all on your watch, so thanks a lot. <laughs> and you all get, you all get to be in this comic. You're all in the final scene. It's all seen through your eyes. So you know. Uh, so pick up issue nine to find out if I possibly pulled that off. <laughs> and I really love that last part of the story. Yeah, I'm sorry, you left this closed. Al is also the writer on Loki, Agent Asgard, which will have a last day story. Al, you want to fill us in on that one too? Yeah, um, I don't know if you can see from those those covers, but they do sort of, the last four covers do sort of link up into, into one thing. Well, they should do, I mean, Lee's uh, yeah, drawing the last one right now, so we'll see, but um, I'm pretty sure they will. But uh, yeah, Loki, we're going out with a bang. Um, who's reading Loki at the moment? Um, but what's, what's basically happening in the last days of Loki 
is uh, the gods being the gods of Asgard being gods can sort of sense the end of all the stories happening and the end of everything, and they've got a lot of scores to sell. So massive total war breaks out in in Asgard, kind of, and with the fuse lit to that massive total war, the fuse is lit by King Loki as part of a plan to kind of try to survive. Uh, he's got this plan how maybe he can survive the end of everything because that's all he cares about, and. Uh, the, the other Loki, the Loki who you saw, uh, well, in the mirror there and walking into that room on the last page of 13, is, uh, is going to be coming up against him. So it's, it's Loki versus Loki, it's the final Loki versus Loki. Somebody's going to win, somebody's going to die. Um, it's like everything's going to die. It's massive. Have you got the picture with the. You got the gun picture? No, we, all we have is what we showed. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, in that case, yeah, I think uh, there was going to be a picture that was going to be so huge, um, but I think that was a spoiler. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything's things are going to explode. We're going to bring back elements. Uh, there's one element we're bringing back from Simonson Run, which I think is going to blow everybody's mind off. Um, we the last page of 14 is one of the most fun pages I've ever I've ever written, and it's certainly one of the best pages I've ever seen they draw. So. Really, if you like, there's there's emotions, there's all the all the feels that you need to do, all of the cool, all of that cool stuff. But there's also cosmic conflagration at the end of the world, the gods smashing into each other with their big hairy fists, and this is it. This is the big one. Very cool. Uh, coming up with, with the last day story is also Silver Surfer, written by our friend Dan Slotter. <laughs> Amazing eyes here nominated art by Mike Already and Laura Already. Indeed. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you guys are reading the book. Yeah. Or at least Tumblr's about it. When does issue 11 come out? Issue 11 comes out next week. Next week. It is awesome. It's one of the craziest issues of any comic I've ever read. Mike Already loves his comics so much that he ordered it at cost through a, a hundred copies. So he could have it over all the years to keep giving to people. We are so proud of issue 11. Um, and these aren't issue 11. <laughs> no, but uh, the weird thing about this is, you guys know with Secret Wars, we have three categories of books. We have Battle World, we have War Zones, we have Last Days that we're talking about now, and Surfer doesn't fit into any of these categories. It's its own unique thing, we're just calling it Last Days. Um, you guys are, are you guys worried about what's going to happen after Secret Wars? Yeah. You're really worried, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> can, can I talk about the Cosmos versus Battle World? Sure. Okay. <laughs> when Secret Wars happens, you know, Tom Reborn and people have been saying in the Avengers office, everything dies, everyone dies. You're going to be left with Battle World. And there's nothing else in the rest of the Marvel Universe. Everything is gone. Do you guys like the Marvel Cosmic books? Yeah! They're gone! <laughs> Kree, Skrull, you know, everything. It's, it's gone. There, there's no more anything. No more ripe jellions. No more any Marvel alien race you loved or cared about is gone. Spartax, gone. Everything's just, the whole universe. <coughs> And you'll notice that like in the Battle World and the Warzone books, all our cosmic characters were very lucky to get back to Earth in time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just happens to be on Earth. And it's like the Guardians, and we happen to be on Earth. 
Silver Surfer is the one character in the Marvel Universe who is not on Earth in the cosmos who somehow survives. Yeah. Survives out there in the void, in the nothing. And he has been given unheralded powers to recreate the universe. Oh my god. What? What? <laughs> what would the universe be? You know? It's like, oh my god. Oh yeah, I lied. Something else survived too. Some mysterious thing. So while Silver Surfer is rebuilding the universe, there's something else in there too. And, and there's all these problems you're going to face. Like if you were building the Marvel Universe, if you were the Surfer, would you create a universe that had Galactus in it? Maybe this is a chance to fix things. Maybe this is a chance to do it right. A lot of problems yield in that Silver Surfer in the last days. Yeah, yeah. Lots of jello. Crap. 
so this is going to be filling in a little bit of the Ant-Man universe, a little bit of Ant-Man in Miami and, and the characters he interacts with. Um, he'll be teaming up actually with a, uh, a Golden Age superhero that we've already seen in the story. Uh, you do not know who it is yet, but we will reveal uh, that person. Um, uh, I, the cover is a, a big hit, I'll say that much. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a ton of fun. If you like Ant-Man, if you if you uh, have found that book uh, to be you know funny or it's, it's something you enjoyed, then I, this this is a really fun issue and a really fun way to uh, see Ant-Man celebrate the end of the. the He's excited about it. Hmm? He's excited about it. Well, he's not excited. He said he said he's celebrating. He's a terrible person. Oh, okay. <laughs> Her hair can do all kinds of amazing things, right? It goes all over the place and does stuff. 
Um, so what she's done there is because she's about to go into battle with some, some, serious, some serious heavy hitters. So she has turned her hair into armor by grabbing sort of pieces of stone and rocks and all kinds of like metal and things like that around her and lashing it to herself with her hair. Um, it's, it's cool stuff. And right, really, I, like, I don't know what you thought when you read that in the, uh, in the script description, but you certainly nailed it on the theater. So. Oh yeah, no, that was a really exciting one to read because uh, there were so many moments like that where I got to play around and do something that hadn't been seen before. Um, there's another character named Mother Bones in the, uh, who's, who's one of the bad guys, um, and she, she basically can shove her bones through her skin, sounds appealing, I know, it's beautiful, uh, and, and, and fight with that kind of, uh, and so for that, for the page that she has her thing, Ryan, for whatever reason, because he's Ryan, drew like a million, trillion bones, all of, like the whole page oh, yeah. has bones, it's, it's, it's really, really cool art, um, the, the story is, a, is one of those great, huge Marvel Universe superhero stories, uh, and, and as Nick mentioned, it's, it's really the start of, um, of, of a lot of gigantic stories. Moving into Secret Wars, there's a, there's a very cool uh, story called Adelon Rising, um, which is, you know, it, it's the humans in, in battle world doing amazing things. Uh, we also um, just uh, ran a zero issue of a series called Uncanny Inhumans, which Features is also- right there. So, see, all the stuff is in the slides. I'm So this is kind of like an unofficial last page story, the Uncanny yeah. Human Zero. Yeah. Um, so, so that guy there, you've seen Medusa, that's Blackbolt. He is, he is Medusa's currently estranged uh, husband. Um, he, his power is to, if he, if he says something, this like, incredibly powerful, crack not and half blast of energy comes out. So he doesn't ever say anything unless it's a very serious situation. Um, so he's kind of the silent king. He's this stoic, awesome character. So what we, what we do here um, is we put him on a mission. Um, he's, he's sort of trying to redeem himself uh, with, with Medusa. And, and what he's trying to do is to get, get his son back, get their son back. Their son has been lost, and he's going and trying to find him. Uh, and he's a member of what the New Avengers book. Yeah. He's part of the, what we call the Illuminati. They have mm -hmm. these little like, kind of wrist-watching kind of things that will tell them when an incursion starts, and the incursions when the worlds are battering together. So he knows he's got eight hours yeah. to do this mission. And so he's, he's trying to reunite with his son before the world ends, which is kind of a nice engine for the story. Um, but unfortunately, he finds out that the guy who has him is King the Conqueror, who is a, a serious Avengers time-traveling badass guy. So you have one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe uh, going up against one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and it's, it's beautifully drawn by Stephen Niven. I don't know if there's any internal imagery in that. No. Well, I mean, the, the cover sort of tells you everything you need to know. Uh, Steve and I did Death Wolverine together, uh, and, you know, if you, thanks. So if you know what his work looks like, you know how amazing it is inside. It's actually the whole team. It's Jay and... Uh, and Justin, every, everyone who worked in Death Ray Blue Green's working on Candy Humans, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great read. I want to check it out if you haven't already. I like the backup story better than the main story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a backup story that, that our friend Ryan Steckman here wrote, and, and Ryan Lee, who's down in Artist Alley, you can beat him through. So, Ryan, you want to tell us, this is your first uh, Marvel written story. Can you tell us a little bit about, about how that was? Uh, well, it was terrifying. Especially, I had a few days to do it, and uh, I thought uh, about 10 minutes into it, all I could think was, I got an email that tell them I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but then, you know, I, got, I sat there and, and pounded the, the, the story out over a couple hours, and, and then we just went to Nick, and Nick helped out with some ideas, and then a few days we were going to get it out. So. But it was, uh, it was very nerve-wracking to, to realize. Like the the blank screen is very nerve-wracking. When you get that, you just yeah. write a thousand characters in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and write it into. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So 
but that, it's a great story you got to pick up on, on Kenny and Human Zero. Uh, like Charles said, you know, during Secret Wars, we have a, a battle world book called The Humans, Adelon Rising. I think we're going to talk about this a little bit during our battle world panel. Mm -hmm. We can talk about it a little bit here. Um, that's an amazing cover by Dave Johnson, but this is by Charles Soule and John Timms on the interiors. We've got some of those interior pages here. Um, you want to talk about some of those characters there, Charles? Yeah, uh, so, so the, the main concept of, uh, of Adelon Rising is that you have sort of a superhero resistance movement. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what they're resisting, but they are, think of like the French resistance to World War II or something like that. Uh, they are, they're actually led by Black Bolt, and Medusa is sort of the top cop who's been, been assigned to take them down. So it's, it's a very fun sort of light during wartime story. Um, but, you know, we get to meet a lot of the characters in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the resistance. So um, the guy there with the flaming head who looks like Ghost Rider is actually a Ghost Rider from, from Jason Aaron's great run back about five or six years ago. That dude is the undead G-Man, um, so he's like a 1930s sort of federal agent, basically. He's got a Tommy gun and all that stuff, and he talks like, hey, you know, what the... So he's, he's, he's a lot of fun, so he's done it. Um, the, the dude to his right um, is, a, is a new Hulk, um, who is... <laughs> I originally had a, had a, a name for him that uh, was sort of... It was kind of based in the science of radiation gamma and all that stuff, and then Nick very shortly pointed out, you know, that's a great name, but like kids have to like be into this, you know. Like you gotta, you gotta let's let's do something hooky. So his name is now Mega Rat, uh, which is I think a pretty solid name for a Hulk. Um, to uh, to the left of um, the left of Undead G-Man, we have Naja, who is uh, a very cool uh, and unique character that uh, Ryan actually came up with, and then uh, I, I wrote her into the book because it's much great. Yeah. Uh, and then to her left is Flint, who is a guy who can manipulate uh, rocks in all sorts of cool ways. He can turn them into armor around himself, he can throw them at people, he can do a lot of different things. So, yeah. It's a great book, you guys gotta pick it up. And now is really the best part of the panel, where we can take your questions. So if you guys wanna start lining up with that microphone back there, start lining up, and while they line up, I've got a question from everybody on the panel. Uh, the incursions, we get an alert that the incursion's about to start. You have eight hours left. What do you do? Start with here, John Moisen, what do you do? Uh, I'd probably try and enjoy as much food here in Chicago as I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would wrap up all the work I owe Nick Lowe, because that's the most important thing to do with my hours left on Earth.
I have a question for Mr. Charles Soule. Uh, one of my favorite characters in, in Human is Detective Frank McGee. Oh, sure. He's just so badass. Uh, are we going to get any more, are we going to see any more of him? Is he going to have any more big arc in the future comics to come? Uh, absolutely. He's a, he's a big player in the, um, in the, the, the annual story that I was just talking about. Um, we see him for sure in, in Adam Rising. Um, there's this great uh, location in that book called The Quiet Room, which is a sort of a cool club bar run by Blackwell. He's the bouncer. Um, and then I've got big plans for going forward. I, I really like Frank. He's a cool dude. Oh, and another question is, uh, how did you come up with the name Nerd? Uh, Nur is an, is an ancient Sumerian word that means light, uh, and so it, uh, his powers are he can blast light out of his eyes, among other things. Um, so it just seemed like something that the humans would, uh, would probably know since they have such a long history of the Sumerians very ancient language. Wonderful, thank you so much. Sure. Excellent. What's your name, uh, person from Starfleet? Uh, my name's Tom. Hi, Tom! Uh, this is directed to Mr. Alley. I gotta say, I'm a huge fan of what you've been doing with Logan lately, and that last change you made, it made with the, uh, his God of status in issue 13 was just inspired. I was wondering if you might be able to talk a little bit about how that's gonna come into play with the uh, him versus King Logan in issues to come. Um, well, so, so how is it gonna come into play, the new status, the new God of Sirius? We've got the story versus um, God Well, it's, it's a whole new ball game to use cliche, it's, uh, we've seen God of versus God of Lies, and it didn't work out too well. This is an entire other animal. Uh, so, and we're going to see, um, the, for lack of a better term, new Loki. We're going to see uh, him pull moves that I don't think anybody can expect or predict. Um, Except me, because I'm running in background. Uh, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. I can guarantee at least, at least a couple of things that uh, people are going to be like, I never expected that. So, cool. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Hello, what's your name? Sean. Hi, Sean. Thanks. Uh, for, for all the creators out there, when DC did Flashpoint and launched New 52 and they kind of ended their own universe, they got a lot of flack for it. They didn't say goodbye properly, and it's actually was the genesis for the convergence concept. As you're looking at ending the universe, how do you go about saying goodbye to characters you've worked on for so long, um, and how do you try to set up to where you can continue the Marvel comics after this? <coughs> I think that's one of the big reasons that where these last days books exist is to deal with the end of the universe and what that means and, and to try and put into context how someone would feel, whether that someone is a superhero, an Avenger, an X-Man, a human, uh, or, or just a normal person on the street. That's why uh, folks like Mighty Avengers deal with that a lot and, and Ms. Marvel deal with just a lot of normal people in the Marvel Universe. Not everyone in the Marvel Universe has superpowers. They're not all members of super teams. And that sort of thing is important to us to kind of deal with that real human element of when, when you hear that things are going to end, what do you do? That's just a great story. And so that's one of the reasons why we're doing this. Thank you. Absolutely. Hello, what's your name? Good afternoon. My name is Phil. Hi, Phil. Um, so, kind of similar question, but, but for the writers, You've all written stories and had and arcs. How is this different in actually you're not even really killing the character, but just writing their end of their story as the character exists right now? And and how is that sometimes, especially for like Spider Woman, where it's like, I just started this character and now I have to end it. Well that's with just 
but that's a big conflict in the last in the arc reading, the last days of arc against two issues. But uh, that's the conflict inside Justice is that she plays an active role leading up to it. So our story takes place kind of before, like right before she has to run off back to field editing. So it is that like she's she's building, she's just started building this new life and just getting the feeling that's ready to to move on with her life and then her whole life kind of comes crashing down and it's going to kill everything. So that, you know, inside Justice Head is kind of where we've told the story and that's where we're going to, we're going to do this, just dealing with that. And I think it's a really human thing that we all get smacked in the face with life sometimes and big crazy stuff that's hard to deal with and you just got to roll with it. And that, that's, that's the story I'm telling. One of, one of the things that's very different um, at Marvel is you can tell that Secret Wars was going to happen from the second Jonathan Hickman started writing his Avengers run. We've known this is coming for a long time. We've known exactly when the Secret Wars is going to hit and when we were going to tell these stories. So something I think that gives us a leg up over any other company telling these kind of stories is this has always been on the calendar. This has always been on the map. And all of us writers have been thinking about this for a long time. And we're all ready to give you a really good bang in all of your last days of Battle World and Warzone stories. Awesome, what's your name, sir? Hi, my name's Dave. Hi, Dave. Uh, my question would be concerning, uh, personally, my favorite character. Is there anything you can tell us about how Spider-Man will be spending his last days? Uh, you'll find that out in the uh, War Zone. Well, you'll find out in Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Secret Wars number one. Check it out. Excellent, thank you. Hello, what's your name, sir? Michael. Hi, Michael. Michael. My question was, can you repeat the name of the series, of all the series that you're, you talked about in the hero? Oh, all of them we talked about today? Yes. Uh, we talked about Ms. Marvel. No, I mean like the big um, title stories. Like Battle World. And oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, the, so we got the Secret Wars itself. We got Battle World, where there's going to be a panel all about all of our Battle World stories. We got Warzone, and, and there's a bunch of stories. We have a panel about those as well coming up later this weekend. And we have Last Days. So four? Well, yeah, well there's the main Secret Wars event, and then we have just the three kinds of stories that tie into it. Battle World, Warzone, and Last Days. OK, thank you. Welcome. Hello, what's your name? Uh, my name is Mark. Hi, Hi Mark. Yo. <laughs> uh, my question is for Dan Slot. Um, at the end of the Spider-Verse, we saw, we saw Octo Spidey was kind of telling his little computer thing to go to sleep for a hundred days. One hundred days. And, and also, we saw the uh, Spider-U, Spider-UK and Arana were staying behind in the Loom World. So, so I was wondering what... Center of the Universe. Earth 001. <laughs> So what I was going to ask was, uh, how, how, are, how are they going to affect uh, Secret Wars, if at all? Well, Doc should have planned a little bit better than all these incursions were happening, right? <laughs> well, it's 100 days of Marvel time. We gave him a year left to live in Amazing Spider-Man 600, and then came around Amazing Spider-Man 700. <laughs> so Marvel days, Marvel years, they're, they're very flexible. Um, but with the other characters, Nick, well, if, if you want to hear about those other characters with uh, Aranya and Spider-UK and, and 
Spider-Man Noir, and Spider-Wen. Spider-Wen! Spider-Wen and Spider-Ham. Uh, you gotta pick up Secret Wars Spider-Verse. Yep, and that it has all those characters and it picks up it's, uh, almost directly from, uh, in a way, from the uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 15 where that scene happens. Awesome, thank you very much. What's your name, Mr. Scarlet Spider? My name is Alex. Hi, Alex! Uh, first of all, I want to say uh, thanks to Marvel for the uh, Netflix Daredevil series.
are they've obviously grown in popularity, otherwise they would not be getting their own series. But one question I have for the writers and the artists is like, what um, what is it like uh, just like sitting there knowing that this comic has to be good? What was it like when
Yeah, I saw Jerome O'Pagan drew some like yeah, that was an uncanny human zero variant. Yeah, and then I've been texting Charles and I'm like, if, if Steve starts drawing these characters and you don't send me those pages right away, <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad because I can't wait to see that. So. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for asking your questions. All right. Okay. Hello, what's your name? Hi, my name's Aaron. Hi, Aaron. I was very excited when Gary Conway came back to write Amazing Spider-Man. I like Mr. Slot. A whole lot, of course, as well. But will Gary Conway be working with you in the future of the time? Um, uh, hopefully, I love I love working with Gary. Um, we, we like one of the highlights of my whole career is we both got invited to the uh, Amazing Spider-Man movie, the, the second one for the the big party, and we couldn't hear each other over like all the sound because like you know it's like a loud party. We're like, dude, you want to do breakfast? And the next day, I'm having like pancakes with Jerry Conway, and we're just like talking Spider-Man. It's the best. Uh, he was very helpful to me because uh, you guys, you guys read Amazing Spider-Man 700? Yeah. You yeah. yeah. weren't making that sound when it came out. <laughs> you were like screaming and wailing, and it was. And Jerry was like the first guy who reached out to me and went, dude, you're the you're the Spider-Man writer for when social media is out. If, if I had killed Gwen Stacy and they had social media back then, the amount of people who would have tried to kill me. <laughs> so it's, he's just been one of my best friends working on Spidey. Uh, and he's, he's just like one of the giants that I get to stand on their shoulders. It's, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to work and help him. And, and to see him now writing uh, a character I came up with, Yuri, is great. It's so cool to see him writing stories of Yuri Watanabe. Neither of those books are really in any danger. And some of them mentioned the Inhumans 
movie that's down the pike. It, there's also a Captain Marvel movie down the pike that I believe is in 2018. Where's my movie, Day He Dies, Gone? He left. <laughs> uh, so I can't remember, but I believe it's 2018 that the Captain Marvel movie is. Um, we've got some really big ones. Not only is, is Kelly Sue Connick doing great work in the series right now, wrapping that up and on the Carol Core uh, during uh, Secret Wars, but we've got really big Captain Marvel plans for years to come. Uh, and I cannot wait till we share those with you and what is going to happen next with that character. It's amazing. I mean, she's going to die with everybody else in Secret Wars, so we probably not going to publish anything at all. But we do have that movie coming up, so. Thank you. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, what's your name? Hello, my name is Josiah. Hi, Hi Josiah. Hi. Uh, my question is for Mr. Dan Slott. You and Mike Allred created my newest and greatest comic book crush, Don Greenwood. And I just was wondering if you could speak to her future during or post Secret Wars. I mean, is she okay with Silver Surfer up in, up in the cosmic She She is in the void too. And when Silver Surfer is recreated in the universe, she is like, I have to rebuild Earth. And she's going to do her level best. And one of the sad things is she really hasn't gone that far outside of Anchor Bay. And that's going to cause some problems. I look forward to reading about it. Thanks. It's a great story. Awesome. All right, unless anyone has any last questions, we're, we're basically out of time anyway. Any last minute questions? If you run to the microphone, you can ask five, one, four, four, three. Two, one, thank you all for coming. I dreamed about killing you again last night, and it felt all right to me. Dying on the banks of Embarcadero skies I sat and watched you bleed Buried you alive in a fireworks display Raining down on me Your cold hard blood ran away from me to the sea